You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I'm smiling the dog. I am a mutt. I'm smiling the dog. I'm super smiley. I'm a cat too sweet to travel kitty. I'm a big girlfriend. Angel's really pretty. I'm a pony and we share a big horse. We have a big yard. Yeah, we have to, of course. I have a pool. In the summer, I stay cool. We have a fountain. Live in the mountain. Live high on the hump. Need to be a spokes dog. I'm smiling the dog. I am a mutt. I'm smiling the dog. And super smiles. Welcome to a super smiley adventure on Pet Life Radio, the largest pet radio network in the world. I'm Megan Blake, the pet lifestyle coach, here with my possum sidekick, Super Smiley, national spokesdog for the American Humane Association Hero Dog Awards, reminding everyone to vote for your favorite hero dog at herodogawards.org. And while you're there, check out Smiley's new link that talks about his mission to energize pet adoption and to recognize animals as healers and teachers. And that's what our show is about. On a Super Smiley Adventure, we explore adventures where animals lead. They can be journeys for animal advocacy, for adventure and fun, and they almost always lead to paths of inner discovery and greater bonding with our pets. Our guest today is truly a hero for animals, inviting everyone to join her on her David versus Goliath journey that's chronicled in her film, The Paw Project. Dr. Jennifer Conrad is a beyond inspiring veterinarian who has created a grassroots movement that's been educating people across the nation about the truth about declawing cats. Her film, The Paw Project, has been touring the country. Cities across the United States have been passing legislation to ban declawing, and cat advocates like Animal Planet's Jackson Galaxy and Big Cat Sanctuaries are 100% behind her work. Welcome to a Super Smiley Adventure, Dr. Jennifer Conrad. Thank you, Megan. We are so excited to have you here today. We're happy to help spread your message about the truth about declawing. So first, Dr. Jennifer, tell us a little more about you. I had the great pleasure to meet Dr. Jennifer at the Malibu screening of her film, The Paw Project. And I was struck, Jennifer, with how this is for you not only an educational project, but it seems that it's become an all-consuming life mission. So starting at the beginning, how did your passion for animals begin? Well, I grew up in Malibu, California, and I always had cats, and I really, I like cats. I think they're the underdogs of the pet world, (laughs) and I wanted to do something to make the world a better place, so I became a veterinarian, and when I became a veterinarian, I saw what was going on with cats after they were declawed, and I didn't know it was going to be my life mission, but it certainly has become that because I feel that if people knew what declawing really was, they wouldn't do it to their animals. Right. I love this, Dr. Jennifer, that you were drawn to cats as the underdog. I love that. Toot Sweet the Travel Kitty is here with us, and he's giving you four paws up on that one. And all his paws do have claws, I want you to know. So that's a good thing for Toot Sweet. He's a good ambassador here. And I love that you have a mission, and you're really, really putting it out there into the world, and you're doing it with a film, and the film... Making a film is not an easy task, and this film is so beautifully done. I I highly recommend it to everybody, and I want to let everybody know that it's not a gruesome video, you know, about declawing. Like, sometimes we're sent these videos by well-meaning animal advocates, but they just kind of alienate people. But the Paw Project, the film, it chronicles your mission. It educates. It uses humor. It is so beautiful. You leave the audience feeling uplifted and like we all can become a part of this messaging. First of all, congratulations on your film. Oh, well, thank you. It is a 
different thing for me to have a film. I've never made a film before as I am a veterinarian, but it is the most powerful tool I think I've ever had. Yes, and like I said, it is beautifully done. I imagine that you had a lot of people helping you with the project because it's touring the whole country, isn't it? Haven't you been playing this around the whole United States? I've been playing it in different places, but actually it's opening in New York in September. Yay! Tell us the date on that so we can all mark our calendars. September, is that at a festival or private? No, it's in theaters in September <gasps> in New York, and I think it's September 20th, and then it will come to Los Angeles the week after that, and then it will go to Chicago and Washington, D.C. after that, and then it's a matter of how well it does, how many other theaters will take it. Jennifer, this is amazing. I had no idea. So this is literally like a limited theatrical release for you to launch the PAW project, right? Yes, it's a limited theatrical release. And then if the audience comes through and says that this is an important film, then the theaters will know it and it will go to more cities. Oh, this is amazing. We're, we're totally going to be behind you, you know, promoting The Paw Project. Everybody write that down. And it's playing June 28th at the Awareness Film Festival here in Los Angeles in Santa Monica with Super Smiley's Kindness Documentary. And I want to hear more about The Paw Project, the film, and about West Hollywood and the other cities across the whole United States that are showing their support by changing laws right after this break. And Toot Sweet the Travel Kitty and Smiley are smiling. Sit, stay, we'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm Spiley I'm Super Spiley. Must rock! Your dog digs a hole under your fence, and the next thing you know... Protect your pets with Dig Defense, the amazing new product that keeps your pets in the yard. Dig Defense is safe, fast, and easy. Each unit is made from 4-gauge galvanized American steel and can be used for repairing digouts, filling gaps, or to hold fences down so pets can't get under them. Dig Defense provides peace of mind that your pets are contained humanely and safely. Visit digdefense.com today. D-I-G-D-E-F-E-N-C-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back on a Super Smiley adventure with Super Smiley, Toot Sweet the Travel Kitty, of course, is here. And we are with our guest, Dr. Jennifer Conrad, the creator of the Paw Project, a movement that shares the truth about cat decline using her beautiful film that is also entitled The Paw Project. And Jennifer, let's talk about declawing right now. Many people think that declawing a cat is just a simple procedure that's not a big deal. As a veterinarian, can you explain to us exactly what it is? Well, declawing isn't declawing at all. It's actually denuckling. It's the amputation of the last bone in a cat's toe. Unlike human nails, which grow from skin, cat nails actually grow from the bone. And hmm. so in order to remove them, they have to remove that last bone, the entire last knuckle. If you look at your fingers, that would be the entire last knuckle being amputated. So it's a very invasive surgery and Surgery shouldn't be considered to remedy a behavior problem. That went out in human medicine with lobotomy. So behavior problems like scratching should be remedied with behavior modification and not surgery. 
Absolutely. And it's so easy to have alternatives to cat declawing. So obviously it affects their physicality because you just said that part of the the fingers, for lack of a better word, the toes are actually cut off. So it seems to me that scratching, you know, scratching at furniture or scratching poster throughout doors, scratching at trees, it's part of what makes a cat a cat. So by declawing them, does this affect them psychologically as well? I think it affects them psychologically, emotionally, physically. They can no longer stretch properly. So mm. they end up having arthritis in their wrists and their elbows and their shoulders, possibly from being declawed. I think that we have no idea about what joy a cat gets from needing because we don't have that in our lives. And we deprive them of it because they can't do it the same if they don't have their claws. I hadn't even thought about that. I've mentioned Toot Sweet here who's meowing. I don't know if you all heard him, but he's here, right here in the conversation. And you're right, needing Toot Sweet loves to get on me and knead with his little, are they called fingers with cats? What are they called? Toes, fingers? What do you call their, their digits? Well, they're the equivalent of fingers, but I think people call them toes. Okay, their toes. And yes, and he, you can feel him stretching his little toes and putting them on my back and on my skin. And to me, it feels like that's a sign of affection and bonding. And I'm sure that if he couldn't do that, it would make him feel bad. What other behavioral issues have you seen from declawing? Can you think of any more? Well, what happens, I think, is that the cat comes home from the hospital after being declawed. And you'll notice that most veterinary hospitals that do declaw, they require that the cat stay at least one or two nights and that's because they don't want the owners to see the cat in that much pain after being oh my gosh and then the cat comes home and uses the litter box and says this hurts i am not using it ever again and therefore they stop using the litter box and they prefer to use something soft that doesn't hurt their paws so very often in fact it's incredibly often, unfortunately, a declawed cat will stop using the litter box and therefore lose that cat's home. So declawing does not keep an animal in the home. In fact, it might even jeopardize the home more because the cat was declawed. The other thing that happens is that because they've been declawed, they've been robbed of their primary defense, their claws, and they begin to bite. And once they bite, that's a much more serious injury than scratching. And I think that's another reason why declawed cats tend to lose their homes. That is amazing. And I'm so glad that you hit on that that statistic or that fact that many people do declaw their cats because they're thinking, this is how I can keep my cat in my home. He won't mess up my furniture. But you're saying that actually it can make them get worse in destroying property or biting people or however you want to categorize it, right? Is that exactly what you said, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the problem is that people say, oh, I'm going to declaw the cat so he can stay in my house. But actually the problem is, is you declaw the cat and the cat has almost twice as likely chance of getting kicked out of the house because if someone's intolerant of a cat scratching the couch they're really intolerant of the cat not using the box or biting and so that's why those cats lose their homes at a rate of almost two to one because they were declawed Wow, that is such important information, Dr. Jennifer. It's amazing. And I want everyone to know that I saw the film, The Paw Project in Malibu. It was presented by the Malibu Film Society, and it got huge, huge support, such support that the only remaining vet clinic in Malibu that still performed the procedure, they stopped offering declawing the very next day after seeing the tidal wave of local support for The Paw Project. So we're so grateful for all the vets in Malibu that are not doing this. And how did you decide to do the film? because it can speak, oh, I don't, just millions of words. It can speak so much. How did you decide to do that? 
Well, when I first started doing the PAW project, what happened was I was taking care of 40 or so big cats, meaning cougars and lions and tigers, who were declawed and they were suffering from it. And I thought to myself, really, I have to do something for them. There's something so wrong with this. And I went to a veterinary surgeon in Glendale area. His name is Kirk Wendelberg. And I said, let's figure out a way to remedy these declawed cats. And obviously, we can't put the toes back in, but we could do something to make the feet functional again by sewing the tendons back together. And so we did surgery on one cat. His name is Drifter, and he was a three-year-old, 550-pound Siberian tiger mix, and he couldn't walk. And I was so worried about him because when the baby can't walk, that's a real problem. And we repaired his paws, and when we were finished with surgery, he stood right back up, and he never fell down on his heels again. And I thought, wow, we're on to something. So we began to repair these feet, and the cats were doing miraculously well after having their feet repaired. What I didn't realize was this was going to become the turning point of my life, that I was going to begin to start to do this over and over again. And that's how the PAW project started. But in the meantime, I was filming the cats so that I could really see if they had improved or not. And that's how the movie began. That's so great that you you had the foresight to document all of that. And you mentioned sewing the tendons back together. I'm just curious myself. So you mentioned the damage just from cutting off the toes. That's obvious. But then there's more damage beyond that where sometimes the feet don't even work properly. Is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. Cut off the last toe, the anatomy changes because the tendons that were anchored on that bone just backwards and they pull a little pad, you know, the visual pad, it's like a little gum on the normal pad. They pull it back so that it no longer has a cushion to walk. And so they're basically walking in a hammer toe. Or the other problem is, is they take only part of the last bone trying to avoid that problem of hammer toes, and then they have nail regrowth under the skin. So oh, my there gosh. Is, there wow. is no right way to declaw a cat. It's not like if someone says, oh, well, I use laser or I do it this way. There is no right way to do it. Every way has problems. And so that's how the surgery works is what we were trying to do is try and reconstruct some of the anatomy, even though the toes will be shorter because we can't ever put the bone back in. But the idea was to reconstruct the anatomy so that the foot was useful again. Wow. The more we learn about it, the more you explain to us, it actually is the worse it gets. I mean, this is just, we'd never, ever, ever want to declaw a cat. That's what I'm taking home from this. And the Paw Project, again, the film is playing Sunday at the Awareness Film Festival in Santa Monica, California. And Super Smiley's Kindness Flash Mob documentary will be there as well with the actual Super Smiley Flash Mob all there advocating for animals. And Dr. Jennifer, I mentioned cities, entire cities. City councils are getting behind the PAW Project with legislation. West Hollywood is a hero city for animals. Tell us about your work with West Hollywood. Well, what happened with West Hollywood was one of my friends who lives in West Hollywood knew what I was doing with the big cats, and she had to rescue a cat with one of the West Hollywood City Council deputies. They had to rescue a cat. The cat turned out to be declawed. And so she started talking about my work with the big cats about repairing the paws. And when I met him, his name is Hernan Molina, when I met Hernan, he is the deputy to the mayor, and I said, hey, why don't we make it illegal to declaw cats in West Hollywood? Mm -hmm. He thought that was a great idea. He had no idea what kind of 
response we were going to have from it. So we went forward. We tried to make it illegal. When we finally passed the law, we had tremendous media coverage, like People Magazine and New York Times and the BBC right. and all over the world. And to this day, the city of West Hollywood will say they have never had more coverage than that issue. And that's what started it. But what happened then was the Veterinary Association decided to sue the city because they didn't want this law. And that is the subject of the movie. Right, right. And that's what I love the movie because it goes into your journey, your challenges, not only talking about what it does to the cats, but it talks about the movement as a movement and as a revolution is kind of the way I look at it, like an awakening revolution. And I want to find out more about your work with creating this change in the cultural perception and in the policy change that more cities can affect and and on the national and world level. So I know what else I can do and what we all can do to help and what to do instead of declawing. And that's coming up right after this break. Toot sweet and smiley, can you wait? Good boys. Sit, stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm smiley, I'm super smiley. Must rock. Are you crazy about cats? If so, check out The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition. This clever how-to manual for cats, written by a cat named Quasi, contains more laughs than should be allowable in one book, and is poignantly underscored by the combative yet loving relationship between Quasi and his human. The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition, is guaranteed to have you laughing your tail off. So, treat yourself to a copy today. Available from Amazon. Dog Shelter Blues, the new novel by Mark Conkling. This hard-hitting story lights up the world of animal rescue with engaging characters and their pets. Struggling with their own internal demons as they attempt to rescue innocent creatures that sometimes bring a mysterious transforming power to broken lives. Read the first chapter of Dog Shelter Blues free at dogshelterblues.com. Then come along a breathtaking journey that ends with an astonishing triumph of good over evil. Order your copy of Dog Shelter Blues today. Available at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. So you can call in at 877-385-8882, or you can drop me an email to drjeff at PetLifeRadio.com, and hopefully we'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. And we're back on a super smiley adventure with Super Smiley, Toot Sweet the Travel Kitty, and with Dr. Jennifer Conrad. Dr. Jennifer, let's talk about some alternatives to cat declawing. If somebody says, my cat has to go, he's destroying my house, and they can't get Jackson Galaxy over, (laughs) what can they do? Well, the most simple thing and the thing that I recommend the most is just find an appropriate scratching post. If you notice what your cat is scratching, for instance, if the cat is scratching carpet, then get a carpet scratching post. It has to be 
put in a place of prominence in the house because they are marking territory. They are saying, I am here, this is my area. So you can't put it in the garage behind the dryer. It has to be by the couch, by the TV, somewhere in an area of prominence. And listen to what your cat wants to scratch. The other things you can do are cut the cat's nails. Every two weeks, take the nail clippers and cut the nails. If you can't do it, all you have to do is touch the paw and give the cat a treat. And the next day, touch the paw and give the cat a treat. The next day, touch the paw three times and give the cat a treat. And build up to it. And then it will become a game and it will become fine. And you can do that totally safely every two weeks. Cut the nails and they can't hurt your furniture. You can also get these vinyl sheets called soft paws and put them over the nails and that way they can't get any purchase in the material when they're trying to scratch it and you can train them onto their appropriate scratching post. Also, you can get double-sided sticky tape which is just tape that's sticky on both sides and you put it on the couch where the cat normally scratches and they don't like the feel of it and they stop. These are all things you can do. They're humane. Remember that declawing is illegal or considered unethical or inhumane in almost the rest of the world, everywhere but the United States and Canada. Everywhere else, they don't have people declawing their cats. So we really need to stop too. That's very interesting. I, don't, I want you to say that again because I don't think, I didn't know this until I saw your film, but in the entire world, most countries in Europe, is that correct? Say yes, that it most, is illegal to declaw your cats. Is that correct? Yes. And it's either illegal or it's considered so inhumane that nobody does it. Right. So. It's just the United States and Canada left alone that are doing this surgery. The rest of the world, including the UK and Australia and European countries and even Asian countries, they don't do this. They consider it inhumane. And here we are in the United States doing this on one quarter of American cats. 25% of American cats are declawed. And in some regions, it might be as high as 45%. Wow. So when you think about this, that is a huge number of cats. If the number of cats in the United States is somewhere around 90 million cats, to think that one quarter of them, which would be around 22 million cats, are declawed, that's really disgusting. That's an amazing, amazing statistic, amazing fact. And to also think that these are our little kitties. These are our little tiny little kitty cats that lie in the bed with us and such a barbaric procedure is being performed on them. It is mind-boggling. And I just want to share, you were talking about trimming the cat's claws. And, and Toot Sweet, is a, he was a feral cat, actually. So he, you know, is, is just as cat as any other cat in the whole world. But I trim his claws every other week and I trained him just like you said. And I sit him in my lap so he's facing away from me and you know I scratch his little shoulders you know how cats love to be scratched and we make it a game like you said and then I scratch his forearms now he's trained so he loves his forearm scratch and I'll just do one claw at a time just really fast clip 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 and then we do all of them and then I'll take a fingernail file just like you would with your own fingernails and just file them smooth just a little bit you know just to make sure they're smooth and it's not a big deal it is so not a big deal it is so simple I just can't even say what not a big deal it is and I loved what you said did you say they're called soft Soft paws. Tell us about yeah. those things again. 
They're vinyl sheaths, and you press them over the nail with some glue, and it sticks on there for three to six weeks, depending on your cat. And it just prevents the cat from having any sharpness to the nail at all. And it's a way to be able to train the cat to not touch the furniture, you know, gives you a little bit of time. Or if you're worried about the cat being introduced to children or something like that, it's a way to protect the child from the actual sharp claw, but the cat still has the claws. Oh, that's a great idea because also you mentioned that sometimes when they're declawed, they might replace scratching with biting, which is a much, much more invasive injury if you're bitten by a cat versus being scratched. And you certainly don't want a child to be bitten by a cat, but that way the cat still thinks they have their claws, so they're less likely to bite. They're just going to bat somebody at that point if they're afraid, right? Exactly, and they can't really do any harm, and it's not something that I'd say is a permanent solution for everybody, but right. some people make it really fun. You know, at holidays, they change the nail colors to <laughs> holiday colors, and um, it's, they can make it really fun, and it's just a safe way to protect the cat from being declawed and, and let the cat learn the appropriate places to scratch. Now, if you're going to have a cat, you have to understand they have to scratch. It is part of their nature. So you have to supply them with the right thing to scratch on and everybody will be happy. Right. Absolutely. And you mentioned another really great point. You don't want to put the scratching post behind the dryer in the laundry room and expect your cat to go in there and find it. I've also found that scratching with Toot Sweet is sort of a social behavior. He'll come in and stretch and announce himself like, oh, I'm here in the room. And then he'll go over to the post and start scratching. So you actually want to have it where they want to have it, but also in an area that's populated where the cool stuff's happening in the house. But have you observed that as well? Exactly. It is a way of them saying, I am here, I am yours, you are mine, and and together we are a family, and we really don't have the right to deny that to them. I absolutely agree. And we mentioned West Hollywood is a major superstar. Big shout out to West Hollywood who also bans selling fur, I think, in their city and bans selling puppies and pet stores. So there's big fur paws up to West Hollywood. But have you been able to meet and work with other cities in the country? I know you're expanding this, but have you found success with other actual city councils? Yes, we were able to pass legislation in Los Angeles, in San Francisco, in Berkeley, Santa Monica, Beverly Hills, Burbank, Culver City, and those laws passed. And then we're hoping to expand to other parts of the country. Yes. Oh, I love it, love it, love it. And I also want to mention to our audience, to our listeners here, that I've gone to Animal Legislation Day in the California Capitol in Sacramento with the Humane Society of the United States to lobby for pending legislation for animals. I assume that you're looking forward to the day when there can be statewide ballots for the PAW Project. What would you love to have done? What would you love to see with your mission? Well, my mission is to educate the public on what the truth of declawing is so that they stop asking for it. But at the same time, my other mission is to make it illegal. I'd like to make it illegal in the United States and Canada to declaw cats so that we could join the rest of the humane world and say, look, we don't do this to our animals. Our couches are not worth more than our cats, and we won't tolerate it. The other thing I wanted to say is not only a cat issue, believe it or not, I have dealt with declawed bears, iguanas, yes, squirrels, yes. and <gasps> even dogs. They're declawing dogs now to stop them from scratching hardwood floors. 
I had no idea. I don't even know how to. Oh, my. I had no idea. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know what to say to that. That's unbelievable. You did mention the big cats. So, yeah, let's just start with right in our homes, right in our living rooms with our cats and just make the awareness known. So what is your website? How can everybody go and support you? What can we do? Well, supporting the PAW Project is a multi-factor accomplishment for, I mean, what we are trying to accomplish is that we want to know where you are. If you believe that this cause is important, then sign up on pawproject.org. That's P-A-W-P-R-O-J-E-C-T.org. And let us know that you want to be part of it because the truth of the matter is that when it comes to a city or a state, when it comes to legislation, we need to be able to say, look at the number of people in this state who want this to be illegal. And if we have those people lined up, the legislators don't feel like they're sticking their necks out. You know, one of the things that legislators are very aware of is whether this is a crazy cat lady issue or whether or not this is an issue that matters to the public. And if I have the numbers, if I have people saying, yes, we care, we want this to be illegal, the legislators don't feel like they're sticking their necks out. Right. Very, very good point. With the legislators, numbers make a huge difference. Huge difference. So everybody just speak up when you can. Go to thepawproject.org and also just tell your friends. I know that I have several friends and some relatives who have declawed their cats and I, I talk to them and tell them and explain to them and some of them, they understand it and some of them are still in that sort of denial area. But I think the more people that just talk to the people that we know that culturally this is no longer acceptable. Don't you agree that we can affect great change just by simple actions? What do you think about that? I think it's true. And I think that the truth of the matter with declawing is there's so many of us who hate it and we've been silent for so many years. It's time to speak up. Right. We can change it. It's now. So if you can go to pawproject.org and either sign up on our mailing list, it's not going to, we're going to bug you all the time for money or anything like that. We just want to know how to get in touch with you when we need you to write a letter to your state senators or your state governor or wherever we need your help, as well as going onto our Facebook page and liking us there so that you can be kept aware of what we're doing and when we're doing it and see if you want to join in because that's the thing is this is a campaign of education and if you're with us then we can educate that many more people absolutely and that's so simple so many people are on facebook the paw is it the paw project on facebook is that what you're called there it's uh, Paw Project, yes. And Paw it's- Project, very cool. Okay, well, Smiley and I are absolutely going to be there on Facebook on the Paw Project page. And we also want to invite everybody to the Awareness Film Festival in Santa Monica Sunday to meet Dr. Jennifer Conrad. You'll be there, Dr. Jennifer, right? Yeah, Paw hey. Project is screening at 5.30 on Sunday. Yes, 5.30 on Sunday. You can go to awarenessfestival.org. And if you click the schedule, it's really simple. Look at 28th and you'll see at 5.30, you will see the Paw Project there as well as another cool film short called Woof, and then Smiley's film, which is Kindness, a super smiley documentary, which is about Smiley working with the inner city kids at the Salesian Boys and Girls Club of L.A. on the values that animals teach, which is way, way cool. And um, we end that film with the cutest flash mob in the world with the little kids shouting it out for pet adoption. And we're going to be doing the actual flash mob there around 5.15. Dr. Jennifer, did you know that we're going to be doing the flash mob? We'd love for you to dance with us. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. I did not know that. I will look forward to that. Oh, cool. Well, we'll be doing that flash mob for pet adoption, for kindness, and for what? The Paw Project. Yay! I love that. And if you can't make it on the 28th or if you missed it, you're listening to the show after the weekend, then you can definitely catch the Paw Project at another screening and get all the information. Where, Dr. Jennifer, again? PawProject.org, right? PawProject.org, yes. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Oh, and you can also see Smiley's kindness documentary at youtube.com slash Megan Blake or at smileythedog.com. And one more question, Dr. Jennifer. I know animals are healers and teachers. What have the cats taught you from working with them? The cats taught me that there's unconditional love. They always want what's best for me and I always want what's best for them. And there's such a mutual respect I feel it's it's an interesting thing working with big cats to have them know that I'm trying to help them and to be able to help them is one of the biggest honors that I've ever had in my life that I can maybe make their lives better is is such a nice thing for me in my own heart I love everything you said I love the the lesson of mutual respect and I love that you use the word honor you don't know how much that touches my heart I have a horse that was headed to slaughter and he's had so many physical issues you know he's fantastic he's amazing but it is an honor to caretake all of these animals it's just it's an honor and I know all of our listeners totally understand what you just said and it truly touches my heart and I want to thank all of our listeners for being such amazing animal guardians thank you to the American Humane Association for all you do and for inviting Super Smiley to be the spokes dog for the Hero Dog Awards. And a huge thank you to Dr. Jennifer Conrad for bringing us the Paul Project and for joining us today on a Super Smiley adventure. Thank you so much, Dr. Jennifer Conrad. Thanks for having me on the show. You're very welcome. And until next time, everybody, woof Woof and and super smiles. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.